This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm James. I'm Keen, and we've got the faces of superstars for podcasting. Quasimodo, she better do. <laughs> Welcome to Sister That Pod. We discuss all things RuPaul's Drag Race, and today we're discussing season 14, episode. Eight? I've lost track, I must admit. I mean, you know, it's like we're in a time warp here. It's it's just continuing. <laughs> I don't know, episode 7,592, Starfleet 107. <laughs> Starfleet? <laughs> <laughs> this is the 60s girl group challenge for reference. If you're confused which episode number, check the title of the podcast. I'll know what it is by then. <laughs> um, today we're joined by our 60s girl Kitty girl, Fnula Jones. Well, the, the mirror moment was all about the the importance of having your best Judys around to to stick mm-hmm. up for you, and so we had our best Judy in the studio slash Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> virtual studio. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, Fnula Jones. Fnula Jones, welcome back to the podcast. How have you been keeping? How has season fourteen been been to your taste? I have been keeping well. I'm so delighted to be back, so thank you for asking me. Um, this season, <laughs> so like I had, I started it and I'm uh, with the same as a lot of people in terms of like drag race fatigue and everything, mm-hmm. blah, 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 the televisuals. And then I started the season, I was like, no, you know what? I'm kind of in. I really like the cast. I really like the queens. You've got me. I'm hooked. But I'm going to be honest, as it's kind of like, plodded on and as we've seen certain people leave mm-hmm. through no fault of their own sometimes um I'm kind of it's it's losing me a bit again for me and to be honest I do think as this year's progressed I think there are a lot of filler queens that we'll get into maybe as yeah. we talk about on this episode but it's it's not a bad season I don't think but I think I was maybe a bit overly ambitious when it comes to my hopes for this yeah. season and my enjoyment. Yeah, like, remember June Jambalaya? Wasn't that a blast from the past if you think of her? Like, what? That's the thing. Like, like, if you were to ask me one queen that left, I, co- I couldn't tell you. I, had to, I, was, I was on the couch watching this, kind of trying to bring myself back to the start of the series. I was like, Alyssa Hunter, Alyssa... Alyssa Hunter. <laughs> Who is she now? Like, it was, to be honest, when court, like... I remember I, t- I was messaging you, I think, on Instagram when the yeah. series started, or I tagged you in something when you had Celebrity Member Book Club on, and I was yeah. like, Cormer doesn't win, I'm going to snap. And then, obviously, she's not going to win this season because she had to leave. It, it, that's kind of, that's taken a lot away for me. Uh, now, I still have a few frontrunners that I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't be disappointed if they won or whatever, but I don't know, it kind of it dampened uh, it for me, definitely. Yeah, I think that, like, in every season of Drag Race, you wanted to have what feels like it's, like, unique special sauce, and I think Cornbread was that. 100%. And since she's gone, it's kind of like we've lost a little bit of the the flavour in it. it. It kind of is a bit bland. There, there are queens that I'm rooting for, there's queens that I really love, but, like... There's also there's more queens that I'm really just getting annoyed at. Like honestly, I need someone to go in and put Diabetti out of her misery <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I find myself rooting for Diabetti over Jasmine. So I was like, I didn't actually think she deserved to win this episode, but I found myself really rooting for her. She's one of my favorites. I oh, yeah. No. I was mm. annoyed that this was the one that she won. To be honest, because yeah. I I'm kind of in the middle of the two. I go back and forth on Diabetti. 
um, where, where times where she's like absolutely melts my brain. Other times I'm like, this is very entertaining because we all need a villain. She's a very good villain. We all mm. love being mad at the girl who's annoyed for being safe. Um, and I think, but she delivers in these, I think with this particular episode, and obviously I know we'll talk about it more. She delivered in the performance. I was so annoyed with that runway. I was like, I can't believe this is, if that was me and I'd won for this task, I would I would have gone back into the workroom and I'm talking about like, I can't believe I won for this one. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, like all the rest of them Sorry, she looked like Jeffrey Star. I'm not like, <laughs> like You are on. you are not wrong. You are not even remotely oh. wrong. I felt I'd seen her wear that already. Was she did you in the promo or something? Like I was like, have I not already seen this? It all there's a lot and again, like I know she hates the fucking crystal method comparisons, but like a lot of it is crystal it's so crystal method. There's nothing of her in it. Mm. Yeah, it's like evil crystal method. That's what she is. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, it, it is sad because I do think she has it in the performance and the flair and the comedy, like her comedic timing. When she's on, she's on. But then yeah. you have this like behind the scenes thing where she like can't let anything go and she's going mad at all the other queens where it's like, I, w- I want to bash your head in respectfully. Just like, just please be quiet. Just <laughs> stop talking. Say less. Yeah. <laughs> right let's jump back to the top of the episode I don't think there's anything really to report from like the after the previous episode so we'll jump straight into the reading challenge I think one of the best reading challenges in a while this actually had some zingers I thought like I thought people did well who impressed you oh my god I loved Lady Camden Lady Camden was so funny I like George's crack about uh, your proof that white does crack was <laughs> that was good hysterical yes, so good <laughs> Willow, Willow's probably my front runner now, and I'm sure is for a lot of other people. Yeah. Thought Willow was very good. When Bosco she called George's like, Serena Chacha, I mean, obviously, on, praise yes, the name of the podcast. Like, see what we're all thinking. See what we're all thinking. Um, I loved Bosco as well. Bosco's been kind of she like hiding in the long grass for me sometimes. Again, I don't know. Is it just because there's such a large volume of queens these last few seasons that I'm like, I can't tell half of you apart. I don't know who anyone is. Um, but oh my god she's so funny so oh, so quick with a phrase yeah I loved that Paul Bearer read I thought it was so fun and so clever and, and like not like something we've really heard before which I, I don't I hate when you get like the old joke or the you know the, the kind of the, the fat joke or whatever which we didn't get any of yeah but I, this yay! is like the first time there's no fat jokes have a drink for that but I, I, I did notice that we didn't get any reads for Deja Sky so I'm pretty confident it's like that there was lots of fat jokes to produce oh. Right. Just didn't yeah. put them in. Oh, oh. I take it back. No progress. Uh, Willow did say Deja had the face for, of a comedy queen. Yeah, I did enjoy that. I liked it. So but Willow, Willow is also definitely my my uh, my front runner for this season. I have to say, any yeah. any riff that's like you have a face for podcasting or a face for radio, like you're going to get an e slap from me. Like that's yeah, exactly. Awesome. <laughs> it can't be the classics. Like, so <laughs> they know their audience with all those drag race <laughs> podcasts out there. <laughs> But yeah, no, I thought everyone, pretty much everyone except maybe Deja and Jasmine had, had at least one good line, which I thought, which I thought was good. Like not, yeah. sometimes it can be a bit grim and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, where are the jokes? But I was kind of impressed for a mini challenge, like our first mini challenge in several weeks for it to be this one that's kind of a bit tired. I think it actually was quite good. Yeah, because there's usually always like one absolute stinker and there wasn't really anyone. Everyone like was pretty okay. Yeah, yeah. Across the board, everyone got at least one good line in and you weren't left sort of sitting cringing as you can be sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Painful. 
So this week's maxi challenge was 60s girl groups. They were broken up into three groups, the Rupreams, the Runettes and the Shangri-Las. There was tension as to who was going where. That like, it ha- I do like Diabetti, but she did come off the worst, I think, in that interaction. Oh my God. I was like, I was cringing. I don't, I don't think, definitely not in recent memory I've ever seen an instance like that where someone has just fully dug their heels in and has been like, I think one of the girls described her as bratty. And I think that was just so perfect because it was like yeah. arms crossed. Well, I want the bad girl. I'm not budging. <laughs> then again, like devil's advocate, I kind of admire like stick to your guns. And a lot of them were talking and they're talking heads about, you know, you're at this point in the competition where it's like, I, I, like I can't faff around if you know there's a role you're not going to be as strong in why would you not advocate for yourself you know what I mean I think maybe she went about it in a way that was like I think maybe if she'd articulated like that then I could have been a bit more sympathetic to her and I'm sure a lot of other people would have but yeah when you're sitting there being like but no I'm not budging I'm not budging where you've someone like Deja then turning around being like okay look I'm going to be a team player because none yeah. of the rest of you bitches will it was, oh, I, I wonder what it must be like for Diabetti watching this series back because it's just like, I feel like she thinks she comes across in a certain way or did come across in a certain way and it's just completely the opposite, I think. I'm convinced that she's sitting there going like, oh my God, I'm so glad I did that and it was right because I won in my beautiful dress. <laughs> <laughs> That looks like children's wrapping paper. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Like, no, Daya. What are you doing? <laughs> to be fair, like, Bosco and Willow were both also digging their heels in too. But I guess Willow phrased it, which is like, I haven't been very good at standing up for myself, so I'm going to take this initiative too. So she's, like, right on that high horse. So you can't really argue with her. And then we never really heard how Bosco defended herself either. Um, but, yeah, it was... it was You could feel the tension. Feel the tension. Yeah. The I think it was just how vocal Daya was and the, the way in which she was vocal you know it's just sometimes when you're like that loudest voice in a room you're gonna come across worse in comparison to someone like as you mentioned like Bosco yeah yeah I I do think though obviously they'd listened through to the three tracks and the one that the bad boys one that they wanted was definitely the best so you could understand why they would all be kind of like trying to like get like climb onto that life raft because you know if you're starting out the journey with something that's not too inspired it's going to be really difficult to like breathe additional life into it so they they really did get an advantage I think with that look that they had and with the kind of backing track that they had I felt like the other two groups were kind of fucked from the beginning because the, like they were clearly Shangri-Las were clearly the best like that song yeah. that vibe the lyric they had like the more the most funny moments they mm-hmm. delivered it the best I was like we don't need to watch the other two groups now like this is clearly <laughs> this is yeah. a runaway like what are you talking about also the Shangri-Las are the least iconic of the three girl groups like yeah. you know, I couldn't mem- I couldn't name a member of them but I know like Ronnie Spector and I know obviously Diana Ross so like they have less of something to be compared to, which is always an advantage. Yeah, that's very true. I actually hadn't thought of that, yeah. Um, In the sort of run-through, there wasn't a whole lot to discuss. I have notes on George's being clearly tone-deaf. Felt sorry for Sorry, like how I just... I can't even fathom that, that it was like, Michelle was like... And George's like, I was like, sorry, the unintentional comedy. And how they fixed that for the performance, like the talking. To be honest, it kind of worked. Like it did, yeah. It did. Like it melded so well in the end. But like I wasn't really sold on George's at the start, or like there's there's I have some issues with the not necessarily 
her drag, but just it, that it's kind of all the one note and it's like, we get it. You're, you're skating and you're hot. Like, I love yeah. that for you. But the more I'm seeing of her, the more I'm like, you're so funny. I love her. You're so entertaining. Is it intentional all the time? Probably not. But who cares? Mm-mm. I'm sitting at home <laughs> clapping like a seal, loving her. <laughs> I'm beginning to really fancy her as well. Like, I was kind of mad, but I'm quite on board. No, I know. I'm worried because I'm like, I, I'm like, why am I fancying this person that clearly looks like an 11 year old boy? I am very <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry, Don't George worry. just looks like uh, Donnie from The Wildformers out of drag. And then yes, in drag, it's I just <laughs> like the most delicious dessert I want to just put into my mouth. Oh, the economy something... of man and woman. Like, it's just incredible. <laughs> Something about that tone deaf performance that brought me back to early Naughty's Fame Academy. Do you remember that? And there was Carrie Grant, the red-haired vocal coach. Yes. <laughs> I just remember her, and I was like, "What would Carrie Grant do in this situation?" What was that iconic lesbian that won Fame Academy? I don't think she was iconic. Oh, actually, a- Alex Park. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I. Fine, I, iconic. Just in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I the, the one note I had about the like both the the choreography and the singing practice was uh, this was to Carrie Colby it was like thank you for teaching me that beautiful people aren't always talented <laughs> <laughs> sorry what an underwhelming thing of Carrie being like yes I can sing and then she comes out and it's like okay yeah you can in the sense that like everyone has a voice and they can <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? it was just I was been I've been waiting for this moment from her because again she is so entertaining and all of her talking heads I'm always laughing like she has a look I think there's some parts for drag I don't think it's elevated in the way that I like for my taste in drag but I really thought I was just so I was like this could have been your moment and I don't know was it like a lack of confidence or something when she got up to the mic it was just I don't know honestly like the biggest fucking wet, wet balloon that's not the expression damp balloon <laughs> damp squid the balloon damp, damp squid balloon. yeah like I don't know it was all of those things it was just quite 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 disappointing amalgamation of balloons and wet objects <laughs> I don't know so disappointing because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we got the mirror moment from her about not being able to listen to pop music growing up and stuff like that and it was like alright okay I've heard you know you've shared your trauma a bit before so compared to that this is like okay. I well I, I I thought it kind of like it added like a, another dimension to what we've heard from Carrie because Carrie's like shared a lot of their story over the course of the season because they've been at the bottom so many times that they have so much opportunity to do that but like you have heard about obviously having a father who didn't like who wanted to really like beat the femininity out of them obviously a household that was run by some sort of a religious nutbag that wanted kind of Jesus at the heart of everything they were doing so you really get a picture of someone who despite the fact that they come off as so confident and and like has this like steely interior like clearly also has a huge amount of insecurity and I think it's interesting maybe she's having to reckon in this competition with the fact that actually she developed a confidence around being so like statuesque and beautiful mm-hmm. and like getting all of the benefits that that would bring her in like the LA drag scene, but put on this sort of platform, maybe there's areas she now knows she needs to work on, but I do love her and her, her talking heads were always my favorite and we're really going to miss her in that role. For sure. For sure. I loved her candor throughout the series, but I suppose I would have loved to have seen it more on the stage. And she even said that herself, but again, I can't even imagine being in that position as much as I take the piss where you're sitting there or standing there trying to sing after saying, 
I can sing or whatever, or that like that's a whole different level of vulnerability that I think maybe I need to cut her some slack on. Um, but yeah, she's gonna be so missed. I just it's definitely not the end of the road for her in terms of anything. Like she is such a superstar from this series. Um, and I've loved watching her. Yeah, this week's mirror moment kind of reminded me how, of how Jackie Cox in season 12 had managed to basically take their story and parcel it up into bite-sized chunks of mirror moments that pretty much every episode they had a new spin on their story. So this one was kind of like, oh, I've never told you about my mum and how she hated pop music. So here's a, here, let me grab the room again. So fair play to it. Sorry, poor little Kim as well, being absolutely right. Like, it's like, sorry, little Kim. I don't know one fucking word of your songs, bitch. <laughs> Mariah, I don't know her. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, let's get on to the maxi challenge. Uh, so all the all I was gonna be confused because this the Rupreams were given a song called Baby is Love, which is supposed to be a play on Baby Love, and the Runettes were given a song called He's My Baby, which is a play on Be My Baby. But the Shangri Las were given bad bad boy baby which makes i think their main song is called leader of the pack so i was like i'm not sure what the play on that is but they were up first i actually thought willow was the best i loved her line the body is splattered all over the asphalt like that line, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> just the specificity of like asphalt and stuff i don't know i just loved her delivery she sells everything like with oh like with 100 clarity it's not overdone like she's so good at like the acting with her face she looks incredible. She is so captivating when she's on screen. Whatever she's doing, I am absolutely obsessed with Willow. But I will say, Jaya did give her a good run for her money as well. I've already said about her delivery, and I think Jaya had some kind of the funniest lines. I know some people might think, like, some it's a little bit overdone. I think if she, we've seen a lot of that from her before. So I want to see kind of different beats from her going forward. But yeah, like what, as I said, what a strong group. Like, I don't know how the others even like felt following that up at all. Yeah, no, completely. Like it was, they had, I think like you saw it when they were sitting down together and starting to create the like lyrics for whatever verses they needed to write. Like they decided they were going to focus on telling like a specific story, which was a really funny story because you were following along with this story of this like creepy guy who looked like their uncle who was like perving on them from the bushes. And like, you know, you're entertained by that and all of them. And like, I loved the sort of like the more like we had just had Mike Myers on UK versus the world, but the more kind of Austin Powers vision of the 60s in their looks and, and you're right like all of them like the choreo- choreography was really strong the facial Bang expressions on. really sold the kind of like this sort of creepy yeah it was so good and Willow I, I did think Willow was the leader of that pack w- would have been my oh uh, nice oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we saw what you did there <laughs> And I mean, they were the only group who tried to distinguish each of the each of the members, whereas the other three all wore the same thing, you know, in just different body shapes, whereas they changed the wigs, which you know makes them stand out, which I think is a key to the challenge. I think well, like Willow did such a good job at the choreography as well. Like she is like quadruple, quintuple threat. Again, I think I think people want or the guys want to think that they're uh like after you know the whole issue with like the first week or whatever and kind of like not taking her seriously or whatever I like to think that they are taking her seriously now but I still think there's a few that maybe don't see her as competition when she absolutely is she's dog walking some of them in there like it's yeah yeah incredible yeah absolutely next up was the runettes and he's my baby 
Uh, I don't know what it said. <laughs> so the, pretty, pretty apt reaction, yeah. I thought George has really benefited from being able to give that breathy delivery. I've kind of felt bad for Jasmine that she hadn't been given that option because, in comparison, like Jasmine was a slightly better singer than George's, but then just sounded so much worse because she actually had to stumble through the, it vocally. I thought the looks were too similar, but I thought the choreo was okay. Yeah, I. I liked the choreo. I liked it. Like Deja was like head and shoulders above the other yeah. two. And again, I totally agree with that. It, like that George has got the opportunity to do the breathy thing more. And if she hadn't, like, I feel like the three of them would have been lip syncing against each other. Sorry, not Deja. It would have been. Uh, would them and yeah. Care. yeah. It was like, uh, like looked really good in some ways. And I think they pulled it together surprisingly well, given some of the other moving parts. But I uh, yeah, it was just uh, they they got away with a lot there, letting Georges do what she did. And as I said, I think it worked really well, and that added kind of a layer of comedy that maybe they didn't have in their lyrics. Um, but yeah, I think they got very lucky this week. Yeah, I I think that they fluked into well, obviously Georges I think fluked into a bit of a, a lucky escape from the bottom because the next group, the Reprimes, that there was two weaker people in it, and he then Georges was given the opportunity to do the kind of breathy speaking part that kind of adds a bit of character, regardless of whether the lyrics are actually like funny or, or yeah. anything. And Deja yeah. really was like head and shoulders above them. Oh, what a like, star. Again, she's another one that, to be honest, the last few weeks I've been like, where are you? What are you doing? Yeah. And then I just, again, she sold it like 100% vocally, like telling the story on her face. I loved the runway this week. I'm like, yes, finally. I'm si- like, yeah. come on, mm-hmm. let's do, we're at this point in the competition now, give this to me every week. I'm obsessed with you now. Like bring it. So yeah. good to see her just kind of shunt the other two out of the way and take her moment. <laughs> exactly. It was also, objectively, I felt the worst of the songs of the three of them. Oh, right? 100%, yeah. Um, which I think was a bit of a shame considering this episode was subsequently dedicated to Roddy Spectre, who's only recently passed, so that they kind of gave them the dud song. Uh, Rupeems were up next. I actually really, really enjoyed the song. I thought the fact that they delivered us an upbeat performance was a nice change from the previous two. I thought Angeria was really really good i i know it may not be the the supremes but i quite liked kerry's gospel performance it kind of made her stand out and it felt different to what we'd seen in the other two performances so overall like this was a strong second place this performance oh, i don't know i think i would have done that i think i would have done the last group set like i just think i in watching it i was like yeah like i like this but i was so distracted by the Cario and it was just like the Angeria show and I love Angeria she's probably another one of my if it's not Willow let it be her um but it was a lot of like hands like a lot of the waving and the chiffon it was all it was just this like gust of wind like storminess <laughs> of dancing just uh, like a cyclone of it was a lot I think and it took away from some of the nicer moments and it took me out of that thing of like Kerry does sound really nice here and Kerry is like selling this um it was yeah it was disappointing and then like Lady Camden didn't even register for me in this performance which is when off the back of such a strong week and such a strong queen I was like again like banging on the door I was like where are you like don't let these two gals and their massive wizard sleeves like just (laughs) come on like push forward front and center 
No, I completely agree. Like, I, I you know, imagine me like the Latoya Jackson gif with the with the, the magnifying glass looking for literally any humor in the lyrics. It was like, you know, when a contestant would come out and be like, I'm going to sing my own song on The X Factor. And you'd be like, oh, don't, don't, don't do that. Do <laughs> like that because there was like it, it felt like it was like an impression of a like an actual like like serious attempt at like an impression of a supreme song yeah rather than like a drag version of it that was supposed to be all like humor and double entendres and comedy like I, I, there was none of that in it for me which i just think kind of like yeah so I, arguably at the second best performance but i i don't think it was right so i would have preferred the the data group i i just think if they'd been tighter choreo wise we'd be having a different conversation I just think it was too but I think you're dead on in that it was very like tribute act but in a serious non-drag like way which was it was disappointing because all three of them are extremely capable I just don't think the three of them together maybe not yeah there was there was no tongue-in-cheek in in it so you're absolutely right there yeah it was kind of just straight up um but I guess the reason I liked it was I kind of was like if I saw this up in the George I'd like it more than the middle one because it kind of the was with flat. Yeah, that is fair. And like the middle one, it's, it was very like the 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 the. Whereas you did have a bit more going. And like, sorry, Andrea is just a star. Oh like, my god, Andrea could do anything. That smile, I'm just, I'm hooked. I'm in. Yeah, I'll buy yeah. whatever you're selling. I'm, I'm here. And actually, quite like the Supremes. It was like one main singer and two backing singers. So like... <laughs> actually, yeah, very true. Very good point. <laughs> Uh, on the runway, the category was heart on, which makes I heard that and I was like, God, they're running out of ideas, really, aren't they? Like, you know, what someone what? is frantically looking through a book of puns every week, <laughs> and who is her multifaceted whip out being like, Faster, George, faster. Because um, they, they ran yeah, through with the, they ran through like a a phase of having a colour theme, and maybe we're still going to hit it, but there was like orange in season 11, and there was blue, and also six and stuff like that so i don't know maybe they've ran out of colors I'm, i'd be okay if they repeated them give us another tool runway like it's fine i wouldn't really oh mind. yeah absolutely yeah. as opposed to some like some of them some of these pun ones i think are just kind of too open to interpretation where it's i don't know when you look at uh, when i hear heart on i've uh, obviously my own ideas or whatever and i think there was so much potential for it but i think you can kind of lean costumey then as well. Whereas mm-hmm. if, as you said, if you're like, okay, it's tool. Okay. It's fucking fright night. Yeah. You wear all blue, whatever. I don't know. This is clearly why I'm not in George's job picking the themes. <laughs> but I just think it kind of maybe what's the word, like clarifies the concept a bit more. And there's a possibility for more, like elevated yeah. drag. But yeah, if you're given like a brief that is a color or a material, then you can go wild and do whatever you want. Where something more vague like this, it, it's going to bring you into that costumey place because you'll be like, right, well, whatever I do, it needs to have hearts stuck all over it somehow. Yeah. And then like you just end up getting to like a couple of these looks, which just were a little bit uninspired. Yeah, just like that's the least. Oh my God. To, to Willow. <laughs> I felt sorry for Willow because of the sequence of the runways. It's like it's her second thong, rela- you know, related look, and they have to be back to back. And I and I felt last week's was slightly better with the sort of thong wedgie, um, and the only real heart in it was those hearts all over the nipples. But it's still Willow, and she always brings out this I, sort of unique. I love this. I really thought she would have been um, in the top based on with her performance as well. I loved. Now again. 
that was one thing I hadn't considered in terms of last week's one runway with the similar thong and the chaps theme probably didn't help. But I just, I there's a such, I thought it was unique in comparison to what some of the others did. I would have never thought of something like that. Um, I thought it was hard on like through and through. So oh, maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm just like, no, I, I don't I know. Completely, Literally I completely willow pilled where I'm just like, <laughs> I can't see anything beyond her. I, I thought it was witty. I thought it was sort of fashion-y. I thought yeah. it was sort of clever. Like I love like, you know, the, the, the panties going down, like it was kind of like the panties going down, brought it into the hard on place, which was to play on words. Then like yeah. you had like hearts on all of the, like the, the underwear and on the, and it just was a really interesting and different kind of, uh, sort of style to whatever the else did. And I thought it was clever, but also looked really fashion and looked really good. I, I really enjoyed this. This was probably my favourite look on tonight's runway. I did note though that like she had the wedgie look last week and then she's done another wedgie look this week. So maybe that served her poorly. No, I did like it. No, absolutely. Like I thought Although, the concept of all the tongs was, was clever. I where, just thought there was fewer hearts for the where, where else would you be recording a podcast that your notes would have the words second wedgie question mark? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel we've already discussed diabetes, cyberpunk, neon. Is there any, do we want to go? Do we want to bash oh, that pinata again? Off. Like, honestly, I just, like, we get, like, we get it. I get this whole thing of, especially at the start, I get this is who she is. I get that this is her drag. I get that this is what represents you. But we know that at this point, do something else. Do something, do anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just a bit like, I really liked um, last week's the with the, with the, the chaps. chaps and yeah. I was like, finally, okay, this is you, but it's different. I'm seeing something else. This is like sexy, fits the brief love it and then just to get this again I was like and I know it's like very like club kid and like it's not that I don't necessarily I don't necessarily dislike the look and I, it's a hundred percent her but there was just a bit where I was like I I feel like I've seen this before or I've seen some permutation of this before like can we do can you just do something else please like please yeah, no, I think it, it, it to me, it screamed like the, the girl who thinks she's the most interesting goth hanging out behind the central bank. Like that was, <laughs> <laughs> that for me was, what, and I just was like, it, it's not as clever or as good as, as, as I think she thought it was. And it was very basic. So I didn't understand all the, the love for it. I think the love came because I, I'm pretty sure I need to look up her promo looks. I'm pretty sure she did pretty much a very similar look with the sort of shaved side of the head and the mohawk. And the eye makeup and everything in a promo. And I think the judges wouldn't have seen that at that point. So for them it was new. But for us it isn't. That's what I'm thinking. Because I had the exact same reaction of. Did I not already see this? Like a bad deja vu. Uh, Speaking of weird things to write in your notes. For Bosco I wrote. White assless Elvira eating a heart. (laughs) (laughs) I mean where's the lie? Got it in one. Got it in one. (laughs) But yeah I think this is. This screamed Bosco, but I also screamed the category. I think this was my favorite interpretation of the runway. Yeah, I was just thinking back there when we were talking about it, and I was just like, I'm so stunning. Like, what a, a gorgeous silhouette. I think fit the brief, but as you said, still has shades Bosco in there, like weird, you know, like campy, tongue in cheek, very fun, but still very couture practically. Um, she continues to surprise me, to be honest, because again, those early days and those early times, I've kind of been like, where are you like looking for something a bit more? And 
kind of finding it hard to differentiate between queens. But I mean, the last few weeks, I think you'd all agree, like, this is Bosco, she's here. This is exactly what she's about. And I love it. I'm eating it up. Yeah, no, you you can really see her lining up towards the finale. Like you can get that sense of like her rising into like a real front runner position. I love this as well. I thought it was really interesting, different kind of interpretation. Like not even just like not even to go like necessarily with the big red hearts like everyone else did uh, mm. or color. Like she had the like the heart in her hand. But yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was it was really good. Uh, what you said about Carrie being your favorite talking head for me, it's Bosco, and I love the amount of times we cut away to her like just laughing at the like what was going on in the room. It, it feels really, really genuine. Mm-hmm. Bosco is like, very funny as well. I always <laughs> enjoy her takes. As a metric that I think we only really care about in Ireland and the UK is, I'd love to go for a pint with her. I think. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's something about her talking heads that it's very like Jim from The Office. Like sometimes where she's like looking at the camera, being like, "What the fuck? Yes, yeah. like, yes. What is going on? What am I doing here? Am I actually witnessing this? It's very, very funny." Uh, Deja Sky was next with her anime superhero. I thought it looked like a nurse, to be honest, Uh, but blue wig with the hearts on the shoulders. But I thought it was nice. Like, I thought it fitted her. Like, I know they said she'd fit issues with it, but it looked different to her normal style. And I I liked that. The fit issues. Sometimes I feel like that's an easy argument to make against some of the plus size queens where they just and like they, they won't. You'll never hear it. Or like I find sometimes they won't say it in the main critique and then they say it in that when they're like judging themselves. And I'm like. I don't know. I know nothing about clothes. I thought it fitted her. I didn't see any glaring yes. issues with that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very nice and um, different for her again. I did agree with some of the critiques that I'm like, maybe in, in the opposite to some of the other queens where it's like, like, take one thing off. I feel like she could have elevated it with like mm. a more well, statement, the boots, longer boots. I yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I did love it though. It was cute. Not my fave, but uh, the same as RuPaul said, it's a bit different. Um, and it was very different to what a lot of the others gave. So I appreciated mm, that. Yeah. No, and I think with her, she has been like in a lot of the runways up until now, like she's given like really billowy Grecian yeah. silhouettes. And it was really nice to see her this week and last week as well, do something that was more form fitting. And yeah, it was very different. It kind of gave me like, I don't know, uh, Valentine's Day Team Rocket kind of kind of oh, vibes. Yeah, yeah but, I, um, I was very Pokemon vibes. And they said anime, yeah. I was like, yes, you, I, yeah. you would be a, a person that I would probably along with <laughs> I expect would destroy her now. you but you'd look very nice I would admire your clothes you'd expect her now to throw out a level 15 grimer or something like yeah. that would be the sort of caliber of her Pokemon 100% yeah Georges yeah. was up next she gave us her big pink showgirl ostrich feathered heart uh, knickers again like does, literally knickers from the waist down knickers again boring. the Georges story there's an autobiography for you so true like this goes back to what I said earlier where it's just like I do get it and like of course you're gorge you're tiny and you're skinny I want to eat you like a cherry you are but do something else do quite literally anything else like do a nice full gown I don't know do diabetes weird you know like if they'd nearly swapped drags this week I feel like that could have been very impactful oh, yeah. if they had a Simone and Utica makeover yeah. sound yeah, um, they, yeah I don't know it just like, like again, it's it's hard to critique when it's it's so polished. It looks it's so shiny and nice and fresh. And again, I feel like I keep reusing this phrase, but like Georgia's set, especially on the runway, that's where Georgia sells everything and sells herself and sells her drag. But I was just a bit like, 
okay. And I think she the lucky escape from the bottom this week. If if you take into account her performance as well, I'm just a bit like. I don't know, a bit one note for me. Yeah, I think that Georges is giving Rue a hard sell for the cast spot in the Vegas Review um, show. It's just like, oh, yeah. put me in that show. Get that, live. <laughs> get I thought you were going somewhere head. else with Harge there. I was like, the, the track ends under the table. I was like, yeah, that's probably true. Oh God, I do not want to think about Rue and Grey sweatpants season. It's just not for me. It is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that George just gave the the trademark Blair St. Clair I'm cold, shiver, and then shush on the runway? And then Rue was like, ah. they were fucking eating. Rue was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh, fuck. That mm. man will laugh at anything now. I know. I'm sorry. Like, it's false. <laughs> what are we watching anymore? Like, it's crazy. The, the iconic shiver shush. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jasmine was up next she gave us what she kind of always gives us a classic Grecian silhouette I have to say I really loved the the ready purple she wore I was struggling to find a word for that colour of purple it wasn't mauve it wasn't maroon it wasn't so but I just was like nice colour of the dress yeah I'm gonna be honest I I have not liked the majority of Jasmine's runways they just and again, I think that's my taste in drag. I can, it's, I think it's very good in terms of how she looks. But for me, it's all very pageanty and it's all very, you could have t- like scaled one thing back. And this was like the exact same I felt where it was like, I'm wearing a Grecian gown. There's two massive hearts here. I have the massive hair. I've like the very strong makeup. It just, Every time I see her, I'm just like, oh, I just, I'm, I'm, I deflate when she comes down the runway. Again, I will say that's purely personal taste, and it's not necessarily think she looks bad, but I just think there's been a lot of one. It's not my personal taste, and two, I just think she never puts enough of a twist on it that kind of that even gets me some way intrigued. If yeah, that makes sense. like what's her uh, yeah. point of view in drag? That, that's what I ask. She just looks nice. No, exactly. I, I, I find her look to be quite like it, it it feels a bit dated. And I think she's going yes. for like a like a 60s throwback like aesthetic like, overall. But like I we've seen this pretty much exact same look from her on more or less every runway. Um like even the chaps runway had an element of it with the like big weird graduation gown. So I think her and Georges have a similar thing for me where they're kind of giving the same thing in the runway every week. But with Georges, I'm not quite sick of it yet because it feels fresher and newer and younger. Whereas with Jasmine, everything just feels a little bit old and like I've seen it before. Yeah, I I actually think that's it. When you said dated, I feel like she's aging up in her drag where she like doesn't need to. And again, if that's what she wants to do, fair enough. I'm not here to yuck anyone's yums, but like... It just seems like such a shame when you consider the palette that's there and what you could work with and knowing what she's capable of, because I've seen glimmers of it. Like I loved that chaps up last week and I thought it was like, are you still at the shape, the graduation and whatever, not really a fan, but everything else. I was like, I like this. This is new. This is funky. This is fresh. This is a different color palette and everything. I just, yeah, I feel like she, she's trying to do this throwbacky thing, but it's actually just, making herself look older in drag which again I think that's exactly why I'm tolerating George's more as you said whereas I'm probably more harsh on Jasmine 
I think they both are like show their inexperience in the runways because it's like they've really they've they've honed their craft with a certain aesthetic but they haven't had the experience to actually try on different boxes and like what would I look if I did a cyberpunk look they just seem to be in their lane and they know how to do it well but unfortunately for the show you need that versatility I I do think that I mean to make this comparison I do think that George's has a lot more like natural charm and maybe is much more secure in themselves whereas Jasmine seems very insecure and kind of like doesn't really know when to stop because even you see it on the runway when like oh I'm sorry to cut you off Rue but uh, I, you know I've got my two cents I'm going to throw it out there and like Rue like give one of the like most cutting kind of throwbacks in the entire like drag race it's like no no don't worry it's fine you just weren't as good as everyone else this week like <laughs> you can tell Rue is getting pissed off with, with this kind of constant yammering yeah it's just I do I think it is a lack of confidence I think that's it where I think it's like I'm not comparing her to Alyssa but it is I see a lot of like Alyssa Edwards in a lot of what she does and I don't know like again I think I taught again Alyssa really isn't my style of drag in terms of the aesthetic but I love Alyssa is probably one of my favorite queens because she sells it because she has that confidence that I'm not sure Jasmine has yet or maybe she's Again, we're talking about you're filming a reality TV competition. I can't even imagine the pressure. Maybe she's withdrawing slightly because of that circumstance. I don't know. It's just, I I know what she's doing. She's like 75% of the way there for me. But I don't know. It's just the last few times definitely hasn't gone all the way. Someone who goes all the way pretty much every episode is Angeria. I love this 60s black and white two-tone Harajuku girl with a mushroom wig look. And she delivers it perfectly as well. I know they said it was a bit on the nose, but I didn't really give a shit. Like, clearly that was a look she already had. It's just soda heart on it. But I don't care. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is going to be a hot take, but I didn't love this. And I love Angeria. I, I I, I loved... like it was it was different for her I thought it looked really cool it was really fresh it wasn't necessarily that it was on the nose for me but I just felt like it wasn't for the right challenge and I just I don't know I was a bit like okay do you know the reveal where she like moves the cuffs and it's like I hurt you I was like okay like even if she'd done I don't know something more like horror-esque or something or even you know that kind of a way now again she might have done that and I probably would have been like that's too much like with the mod and stuff it's hard to know but I did just feel I was a bit like okay this is perfectly acceptable but doesn't make me feel kind of any strong feelings I did not enjoy this look. Um, I really had expected that that wig thing was going to be a reveal because first of all, like she walked really awkwardly with it. So I kind of thought at some point she was going to tip forward, it would fall off and there'd be mm. some kind of other hair there. I don't know. And I, I, I don't know, like it felt like it didn't quite meet the brief. Like I was wondering if she was like, oh, it's a 60s challenge. I should wear a 60s look. I've got that 60s look over there. I'm going to go and cut an eye heart you out of some red fabric and stick it on to the thing I have and just like sort of force it in and maybe she had something else for that category but no I did I didn't this is my least favorite Angie has looked on the runway oh okay I, I thought last week was was her worst I I don't I would agree I didn't necessarily meet the brief but to be honest at this point the runway I totally forgot what the brief was because there was <laughs> so many tangential things to heart it's like all Jasmine had was just like a belt with a heart on it so at this point I was like right there's the heart I think she looks great I love the black and white so yeah that's fair enough <laughs> done tick <clears throat> now I'm going to say this 
I'm going to say this as a man who's wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt that he slept in. I'm not sure Kerry really knows much about fashion. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I think you're right. You go on and then I'll say my piece. Like, I feel... I just remember being, you know, a 14-year-old gay boy and seeing Jodie Harsh coming out wearing two belts as a bra and being like, wow, this is fashion. But really, in hindsight, it's just like, it's just trying to be sexy. And it isn't actually wearing clothes in how they're supposed to be to elevate your body and stuff like that. And I just feel this has been the story of her runway is just put the big boobs on, flop my sexy body and just throw something over it that, uh, that sort of fits the brief. Like, even when they were talking about it and Carson was like, these are supposed to be veins or whatever. And she's like, yeah, arteries. And I'm just like, girl, you don't even fucking, what are you talking Like, <laughs> I mean, if it was anyone else, I would believe that they bought into this concept of the fact that she was like a living heart or something. I don't know, but it was just, I, she, I, I'm, I'm the same. I'm on the same page as you in terms of most of the runways she has not delivered for me i actually really liked the chaps one last week and i was like oh finally this is a this is a bit fashion we're the getting somewhere one. here yeah i, I, oh, yeah. I did you did no, you I um it. i i think it needed a bit of conditioning now too it looked a bit ratty <laughs> and matted <laughs> she got them from hairspray on uh, <laughs> um yeah no i i did no i didn't love it but i was like okay at least it's a bit fucking it was very different for her yeah she came out with this and I was just like, it's just very sexy girl Halloween disco doesn't have a costume. So it's going to be like, ah, I was murdered, but she's, and I was in a bra. Like, you know, it was just <laughs> very dash. Like, you know, it was just, uh, I, it's very disappointing because I just maybe think that this wasn't the right time for her on the show, maybe. And I think this is the perfect example of it where it was just like, I, I don't know. It was so just not even anywhere. The brief is here. She is eight orbits away or whatever. I was, I don't know. It was very, very disappointing. And like the hair and the makeup and everything, it was very like Party City, too costumey. I think, I think she nearly would have gotten away with it had she taken maybe two things off. Like take, like whatever, some simpler there makeup. There wasn't that much on for her to take off. But yeah, there there was actually, very true. Very but true. Was- <laughs> Let's take your areola off. Fine. <laughs> I, I thought that this was like a really great idea like this is like this is like the starting point of a really great I was giving out about this about B on, on uh, UK versus the world about like how a lot of her looks read like kind of like first drafts like kind of like oh it would be cool if we did this and then she's like oh yeah cool let's just do the most basic version of it so I love the idea of kind of all the like veins and the like and it could be done in a really beautiful way but like you know that wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, I, I just don't think she was the person to do it. I don't yeah. think she has, exactly as you said, and it, not to be hateful, I just don't think she has the vision for that. I think she was like, this makes perfect sense. I can sell this because I like I can sell sex, like my body, putting that forward. But no, and just like even the most basic things with like the pantyos and stuff, I was like, just like oh it's drag 101 like don't let michelle see your socks or your knickers because she's so much. because <laughs> objectively she has you know the 
Baywatch body like she has what the world tells women the perfect body is but mm. yet she wears clothes that don't flatter the body she didn't look sexy in this thing because it was just sort of hanging off her and like it's kind of like what Rue says to Tia Coffee, which is like you've got this great figure but you're, the clothes that you're choosing aren't are, are, are hiding that rather than elevating that and I think that's part of the issue she looked like do either be have that that box in your house that's just like full of wires that you can't yeah. place. <laughs> that you're just like I need to keep them just in case something comes up. She looked like that. Like. Yeah, she did. But to be fair to her, arteries are red, veins are blue. So I think she knew what she was talking about with the, with yeah. the oh, correction. We love that it. Was... We love a scientist. <laughs> Biology corner. Yeah. More more women in stuff more women's women in STEM. More women in STEM. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, oh Camden gave us Cupid. It was okay. I, I I really liked it when she initially came out, and I was like, "Yes, gagging, fantasy, whatever." And then when they went to the critiques, and like you know, the camera zooms out, and you're like, "Look at again." I was like, "Oh fuck, this is very costume like from mm-hmm. the knees down." Like it was like a lot. Like I I liked the arrows and the heart. I liked that, but then, like the shoes and everything, I was like, fucking hell, maybe not actually, to be honest. And look stunning, hair and makeup, I always think she gets 100% right. Um, maybe just, I think it would have fully worked for me if it was just slightly more streamlined. Yeah. Without the without the big fluffy heart on the, the, the bow and arrow thing, it looked like the sort of costume they'd stick a girl in if they were sending her into the hideaway in Love Island. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god that's so fucking accurate <laughs> that says it all really that's it that's oh a wrap oh my god <laughs> so uh carrie and jasmine are the bottom two with a camden as like third even though i think you could have interchanged that with georges but it doesn't really matter they were both better than mm. Cam- than carrie and jasmine in my opinion i would have personally had a willow Boss, Willow, Angeria, Daya, top three. Willow winning. Percy would be my top three. Yeah, that that sounds about right for me as well. I was, as I said, I was disappointed. I just felt like Willow hit kind of every brief with regards to everything. Um, yeah, sorry. Did you say Daya, Daya, and yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for me as well, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I liked that they had that, like one top placement out of each of the groups and that like I liked also that Deja got some positive critique because she hasn't really had that opportunity yet. So I did like that. But I do think that Willow and Daya in... And actually, to be fair, I would have been happy if it had been Bosco, Daya and Willow. Like just the three of them, their group, they were like you three were the, were the, were the best. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so Kerry and Jasmine take on the lip sync to Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton, the Hex Hector remix. Uh, I was disappointed, like, Hex Hector is gay culture, right? Like, the 90s club culture is Hex Hector. But I don't think, it's been a while since we've had a good ballad on Drag Race, and Unbreak My Heart is such a banger, and the, they had to basically butcher this song for it to sound recognisable because of all the dance breaks and stuff. It was the most messiest editing I've seen on the runway for a long time, since All Stars 4, the double win. And it just really like took the wind out of my sails that I was like, yes, Unbreak My Heart is here. Yeah, I was kind of the same. I just felt like it was a bit, you know, because you're expecting like, oh, it's this big, absolutely fat dance number. They're going to give loads, whatever. And because I feel like they would have actually given a lot more had it been this ballad moment. And there's a lot more room to like play around and be fun or whatever when, when in comparison, when it's like this big, 
jacked up dance number it's like okay no you need to actually focus on like the choreo and the movement a bit more so yeah I do think that was a bit of a missed opportunity like the whole thing left me a bit cold to be honest I, I am somewhat over the like choosing random remixes of like songs that are, are, are like when they did the terrible remix of the Cheryl song a couple of seasons ago in UK it's like give us something that's really recognizable and I do think as well that like we only were going to get to see what like 30 to 30 seconds to a minute of that and that that like song in and of itself is, is much longer so yeah and with all the dance breaks it just was going to be difficult to show a cohesive performance and I think a ballad would have been more entertaining at this point particularly with the storyline these are like you know essentially the 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 woman who inspired this other person to reveal their truth and sort of you know come into their own identity and they were competing against each other there could have been like a time for like a beautiful sort of like raven versus juju b dancing on my own mm. moment again yeah yeah, and to, see, guard. yeah, yeah. and to see jasmine like so upset at the end it was just well, after this insane fever dream dance thing, it was just, <laughs> yeah. I, know, I totally agree. I think it would have been more impactful had it been the ballad and to have this actual, like, make it be a moment. Yeah. And the shoe that comes flying off, like, they go to such mistakes to show us the shoe flying off and Carson, you know, diving for cover. And then, like, oh, yeah, Jasmine still wins. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, neither, I didn't think either of them were particularly strong. But I would no. say... They didn't have a lot of material to work with, to be fair. True, and I, I would, have, I would have said Carrie. I think would have probably won the ballad because I think she probably would have been able to give that more gospely feel to it. So yeah, I actually thought when I saw Carrie last, I was kind of thinking that she had the golden ticket because I was like, oh, so maybe. did I. I was convinced, and it seemed even the way they were teeing it up, mm. and like obviously you have someone in the back being like, please let it be the golden ticket, please. Like yeah. of course they're gonna try and play fuck with your mind there and be like, yeah, mm. of course she does. I forget every single week about that fucking chocolate bullshit. Oh my God. And then it's like, now your face is in the dry gods. And I'm like, what have I, what is going on here? And then it's like, it's chocolate. I'm like, I, I hate that. Like, now I will say I'm buying into the concept more as the series goes on. Cause obviously we're closer to finding out who the fuck has it. Yeah. But there is a part of me that was just like, I don't think that was executed well. I'm sure you've talked about this. Like, I just feel like, I don't know, let there be two chocolate bars or something, you know, like re- like up the, if, if you, it felt initially like the stakes were very low with it. And I'm like, considering who's left now, I don't know who I'd be like gagged by getting the golden chocolate, to be honest. Like Willow, like the, the, if you think Willow's being sent home and then she opens the bar. It's, but I, but yeah, but here. that seems, that is so far out of the realms of possibility for me in my brain. Yeah. yeah. I think it will if it's one of the front runners, like if Angie is sent home or Willow sent home or even like Bosco is sent home and they have the golden ticket, I'm just going to be like, oh, right. Well, that was a producer stunt in order to like buy oh, it's this. It's all producer. But, it, it, but it's also like if it's fucking, if it's Daya, like give, um, no, sorry. And we're going <laughs> to no. get two more episodes out of that where it's like, I was saved. I have another chance. Like I'm going to reconcile with all these people that I've wronged and who wronged me. We're going to get a two episode arc of that. And I don't yeah. want that. Oh my God. I love that. I love that notion of like, I've got the golden ticket, which gives an opportunity to you girls to make up to me for the wrongs yes. you've done to me. Because I am perfect. Inherently perfect. Oh, it's that meme where it's like, um, I'm not going into a new year holding any grudges. Apologize to me now. Like, yes. <laughs> very diabetic like <laughs> right so that's a wrap on this week's episode uh thank you for joining us what have you got going on where what can people check out oh my god absolutely 
fuck all thank god um, <laughs> I'm, I'm over on instagram and i do the odd bits and bobs here and there so usually talking about reality tv i am um, just covered love is blind what an insane concept for a show mm-hmm. and series so come over and uh, have the chats with me there Well, thank you for joining us. If you want to check out more of the podcast, head over to Sissy That Pod on Instagram. If you'd like to support the show, we'd be internally grateful. You can head over to headstuffpodcast.com, sign up, have a listen to the back catalogue of bonus material and get yourself settled into the workroom before we relaunch it again uh, after UK versus the world. Speaking of which, we'll be back with you next Wednesday for the next episode of that. Can't wait to be underwhelmed by B once again. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we'll chat to you really soon. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. The Podcast Studios is the home of the Headstuff Podcast Network. It's where lots of our shows are recorded and we work on editing, promotion, videos, live shows and lots more. As a podcast production company with three state-of-the-art studios for audio and video in Dublin City Centre, we can work with you to tell great stories in a professional and engaging way. From government organisations to charities, arts groups to international brands, entrepreneurs to hobbyists, we've worked with everybody and we can help you to get the word out. Whether you need studio time, you're hosting a live stream or webinar, or you need support with editing or marketing, we can tailor a package for you. For more info, head to thepodcaststudios.ie.